This episode is sponsored by Under Armour and their Infinite Elite Everyday Running Shoe, which I was lucky enough to head out to Barcelona and see being unveiled at its launch and to chat to athletes like Sharon Nakidi, who won the New York Marathon a few years ago, who does all of her easy and steady runs in this pair of shoes. And then we've set Jess from The Running Channel a very specific challenge to train for 12 weeks for her fastest, hopefully, ever 10K, which is also back out in Barcelona. Yeah, she is loving training in this shoe. And I think it's important as well because we're so lucky we get to test lots of different shoes. But we do know that some people just want that one pair that will do everything. So Jess has been doing her long runs, interval sessions, and she will be tackling the final 10K in the Under Armour Infinite Elite shoes. Yeah, big focus on endurance and a brand new foam, which provides extra energy return and looks after you on even your longest runs. So if you want to know more, head to the link in the show notes. listening to the running channel podcast with me sarah hartley rick in the corner pressing buttons and back from slacking oh sorry i mean holiday andy Ooh, hello yeah. i've got a bone to pick with you both i have <laughs> caught up on last week's podcast and i've oh, got yeah. a few quotes to go through it with was you. great actually oh, oh, it yeah, was yeah. really good i loved i think it was the best one we've ever done i think so well that, yeah. that came across and i'm a little good bit worried blend. that you're going to replace me so rick, mix. rick yeah. um i mean a few this was this was describing the lovely philly bowden he did an amazing job to be fair rick you're like andy but less lazy <laughs> um, sarah <laughs> yeah. uh Andy would be horizontal all day if he could. And Rick, uh, we should have a guest every week and no Andy. So thanks very much. I didn't actually think he was going to listen back. There you no, go. No, I didn't. He listens to everything. It's annoying working with the boss. <laughs> well, I'm back now. So let's get into the podcast. Did you have a good holiday, Andy? I did have a really lovely How holiday. How was the actually. remote crash? The remote crash. So I... <laughs> I feel more exhausted now than I did before taking the holiday, but sort of in a different way. So I'm just physically exhausted from looking after the children um, and from the driving and all that sort of stuff. But uh, but I suppose mentally refreshed because I didn't have to think about work, which was fab. That's good. And uh, running? Yeah, um, quite a, I did <laughs> yeah. some running. Yeah, I did some running. And that's very topical for today, isn't it? Because we're going to be mm-hmm. talking about running on holiday as the theme for today's episode. But yeah, I, I did quite a bit of running and uh, it's got a bit more real for me now in, in terms of working out how long it is until the marathon mm. uh, at the start of my holiday. December. I think it was 19 weeks, Yeah, which sounds like a lot, but then those weeks quickly diminished and now it's 17 weeks. I uh, think he looks quite good, Sarah. Don't you think? I think he, but I think it's because he's had a haircut. Oh yeah, fresh trim. <laughs> <laughs> he looks. He looks like he's been on holiday. He's fast. <laughs> yeah, with his new streamlined haircut. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think just removing hair makes you faster, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all those little one percent. Yes, exactly. It's all about Rick, games. how's your week been? Oh my gosh, the weather at the weekend. Did a five k <laughs> on Saturday morning, and we have this secret run that we do on a Saturday morning, uh, <laughs> and most of it is under trees. And at the end of the uh, the five k, it kind of well, the end of the the three loops, it comes out and it, we got absolutely smashed down on. I mean, it was awful. <laughs> and I realised on Saturday that since my injury, I've not run in the rain. So it's probably four years since I've run in the rain. Because obviously, I've been back running since December, but I've yeah. never chosen to go out in the rain. And then there was two and a half Is years, like- so three and a half, four years since I've run. I was like, my gosh, I've not experienced this for so long, and it, it was kind of like, like wow. It's awful. <laughs> I wonder, are you like, because you've had the injury with your knee and stuff, which yeah. you never talk about. <laughs> because, 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 oh yeah, when I came back from a uh, career threatening, uh, two triple, <laughs> quadruple surgeries. Um, the, 
I wonder whether this is it's like got, you know, he's gone low. You he's know, in the old low. movies when yeah. there's like some old sea dog who's like got an old war wound, and it's like every time it's going to rain, I can feel my knee in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that like is like the cows lying down or standing? Yeah, up? I put on kind of a pirate accent when I start <laughs> running yeah. in the rain. No, but is your is your does your knee feel? This sounds weird, but I, I actually noticed that I've had knee surgery too, and I, mm. when the weather changes, I can sort of feel in, in my knee like the the the, the, the the area where I had the surgery does feel different. I don't know if it's psychosomatic or... No, I, I, actually, I'm really lucky in, in the fact it doesn't. I'm just now really conscious on, when I'm running downhill, I go I go on tiptoes, which is kind of subconscious. Yeah. And kind of just said I'm really conscious. It must be because I'm really conscious, it becomes subconscious. Does that make sense? Mm, kind of, yeah. Just yeah. Which is about. worrying. Just about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> We've yeah, been yeah. doing this podcast but too yeah, long. Yeah, 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 weather in the UK, absolutely horrendous. Uh, and we were progressively, we were in France on holiday, we were moving further north as the couple of weeks went on. And so for the last few days, we we're supposed to be on the beach in the northern part of France and basically we had the same weather that you've just described. Oh, really? So I, I did force the so kids. So it was to, horrific. Yeah, we went down to the beach and the kids were crying because, <laughs> because bleak. horizontal rain and the sand whipping them. They're like, I hate the beach, daddy. Who booked this holiday? I was like, mummy. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely this, one, this bit of the holiday was mummy. <laughs> Sarah, were you running in the rain? I actually managed to avoid the rain. I fully was in the rain on Saturday morning because I went out. I basically went out shopping I was like, oh, I'll be in and out of shops. I don't need a raincoat. Got that wrong. Yeah. Absolutely soaked through. But then by the time I went out and did a 10K Saturday afternoon, beautiful sunshine. I know. But how many people have you met over the weekend who've said to you, oh gosh, isn't this weather? It feels so autumnal. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) It definitely doesn't feel like August. Absolutely horrendous. No, I think summer came and and then went. It's coming back though next week. Is it? Yeah, good times. Well, speaking of good weather, should we move on to today's topic, which is running on holiday? Interesting. I wanted to do this topic because I think it's something that runners never really talk about, but I think there's two types of people in the world in running. Those who run on holiday and those who don't. So Rick, do you run on holiday or do you think yeah, so is, I'm is, is on the, holiday? Is the question here, basically, is your holiday a holiday from running? Yeah. Or is it a holiday where you get to do more running because you've got less time taken up by other stuff? Mm. We are quite boring in the fact that we always do a similar holiday down to the south of France where we drive down yeah. most years. And there are places that we stop the set every year we're so so um, <laughs> the same but with the same hotels where we are that couple no. um and there's a certain route down to Aix-en-Provence in the south of France but we where we all the places we stop and I always try to do a run when I'm in that place because I like to I know it's just a bit reminiscent of the last time I went there so I actually do run on holiday but saying that if I was in like if I went to I don't know Tenerife on a package holiday holiday with the kids and was kind of like avoiding dropping them off at kids camp I don't think I would yeah because then you're the going there to relax right to <laughs> exactly. sit by the pool and, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so I think it's more the style of holiday Sarah you right see I'm a get me on holiday and my running kit's in my bag what? every stays time in, oh stays in your bag does it come out no it comes out okay every single time I am that person in the friendship group where they're like oh gosh when are you going out for your run <laughs> yeah I wonder I wondered whether that was going to be like you know when I can just about remember this far ago in my in my distant past when you'd go on holiday uh, during like 
ahead of GCSEs or A-levels, ahead of your kind of teenage exams. Mm-hmm. And um, you, you think, well, I've got to pack all my, my schoolwork. And that would just stay in your bag for the week, the week or two weeks <laughs> you're on holiday. Where you're like, well, you take it to avoid feeling guilty. But well, yeah. I, I could revise if I wanted to for these exams. Yeah. I wonder whether you're going to be that person where you take the, the kit, the gym kit, thinking there's, there's, gym, there's a hotel at the gym. Sorry, gym at the hotel. Um, no, I Not love, the gym at the hotel. I, no. I, no. Oh, no, I've done that too. In in a hot country. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you run on the treadmill in the aircon. Yeah. I am. I think I am like the 1% of I'm just stubborn and boring. But I actually, running on holiday for me has, hands down, I would not have seen as much in the world if it hadn't been for running. Like the be- one of the best runs I've ever done was maybe four or five years ago now before um, the pandemic. Went to Berlin with mm. a group of friends and we were doing it like really cheaply. We were in a hostel, went to go get the flight back. And I don't, I may be done one run at this point. Went to go to the airport, flight was canceled. Got, actually it turned out for the best because we got upgraded. We got a room each. We went from bunk beds to like our own hotel suite. And then it just so happened that the hotel that we were in every month, they did a run, like a running tour of Berlin. And I think we'd left the airport maybe at like 10 p.m. or something ridiculous, checked in by 11. And then they were like, oh, by the way, there's this run happening at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. And I was like, yes. 6 a.m. on holiday. That's and what you I do need. not have children, Sarah. No. So are you, I woke are you up. Okay? Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, but she's got lots of energy because she doesn't have children. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's but yeah. I, it that was and, honestly and, and the youth. Yeah. it was the best thing <laughs> i say ever... youth <laughs> no the youth that oh, she right. still has and i just <laughs> checking <laughs> but it was the best thing i've ever done it was 10k super relaxed i think we did it in maybe like an hour hour and 15 right. and we went all round and we got shown round by the hotel manager of all around these really places cool. in berlin we went past like angela merkel's office it was sick and then there was this also this guy there who was ran like 50 miles a day or something. So he did the 10K with us and then just carried off running around. Is it called Tiergarten? Oh yeah. The the yeah. 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 Oh yeah. It was well, great. It's not quite a holiday thing, but when you're talking about airports, it made me think of this. So Joe Pavey, the incredible British um, distance runner um, who went to, I think five or six Olympics, just incredible. Um, I was on a trip with her. So we were flying to a race or championships or something. Mm-hmm. We were in jeans and whatever, because we were traveling. And then our, it was either our flight was delayed or there was just a enough of a stopover because I think we were flying quite a long way that she we got off at an interim airport and she did her run around the airport terminal in her jeans. No way. <laughs> really? Yeah. In jeans? Yeah, yeah. She was just like, right, well, we're going to be here for hours. I might as well fit my run in. Otherwise, oh I'm going to miss it later when we get in there. the yeah. terminal. Yeah. In the t- oh, so I was going to say something similar happened in this past week. Carla Molinaro, it. who's an incredible um, ultra runner, she was flying back from London to South Africa and her flight got delayed or cancelled or something. And she basically ended up with, she was going to be in the airport from 10 a.m. and her flight was at five. And she was like, mm-hmm. right, well, I'm going to get my bags back. I'm going to get my running kit out. And she actually went on an incredible run and ended up seeing like wild pigs and I think a red squirrel. Well, that's the magic of, I mean, not necessarily that context but doing a run on holiday like you said you mm. get to see things you would never have seen otherwise and then I'm very much in the camp of when I'm on holiday all of a sudden the nine to five is removed yeah so I have more time and I don't mm. mind getting up early on holiday if it means I get to do a run then come back in and, and then we'd go to the bakery and have croissants or something like that like it, it felt like a nice start to the day and so yeah this this holiday for me was the start of my you know I've been gradually building up to more regular running but not any true structure to it other than the gym work um, so this, the first week out there, um, I had three distinct runs to do, uh, with different, uh, reasons for them. One was a, a steady run with strides. One was actually the first interval session that I've done in years. 
um, six times three minutes with a minute's recovery. Oh, how did you find that? Because it's not, because I feel like all the interval sessions you've done in the last few mm. years have been filmed. How <laughs> yes. was it just going out and I, training again? I, we were in like a really lovely part of, of France and, and the, it was really flat. Um, early in the morning, there was no traffic and I was on like a little local road surrounded by whole fields full of sunflowers. Oh, and I you, love fields. Did you have a look? <laughs> <laughs> did I, you have a little I looked, look? I looked, but I didn't stop. Any new podcast listeners? Andy loves stopping, pausing his watch, having a little look pause. at some no, fields. Don't take it in. Don't, oh, sorry, Admire. don't pause your watch. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Breathe. <laughs> but yeah, that, uh, the that smell felt, of lavender. That felt great. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, and then the third run was just a, it was a tempo run. So I got those done in the first week, but then it was like a monsoon rain storm that happened on the, the third run. And... Um, you're really but, selling this holiday. Oh, it was great. That, 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 oh, don't worry about that. That was just, it just it got the rain out of the way at the beginning of Think the day. Think of the croissants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I, but I'd done my run and then just, um, I'd been worried about my knee for the last six months, but then other leg, my um, calf just hurt a little bit. Not not like anything major after yeah. that one. So then I had a four or five days of, of no running and then a little jog towards the end of the second week. So I had planned on doing a little bit more running, but I was really pleased with those three or four runs that I did do. Andy, you would normally run on holiday though, wouldn't you? You'd normally do something. Yeah, but like I said, it's it's a nice escape and it's I feel like I have more free time to do it rather than mm. squeezing in at a lunch hour or trying to do it just as like just as it's getting dark and fit it in at the end of the day. Um it's 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 like I've got more um freedom. And the you know, we're usually staying somewhere where um the kids might have friends with them that they can occupy themselves or mm. they're not at home, so they're feeling they're a little bit easier to deal with at least for the first hour of the day anyway i wonder if we <laughs> break the mold though on this and the three of us are just rather odd in the fact that we do run on holiday i do think you've got a point on the whole it depends on the holiday yeah. situation mm. like i so i personally i think it's the type of person that you are as well like some people must see running in a sense of like they love training. They love going out there. They would put in a training block, train for an event, and then maybe they'll take a holiday afterwards. And that's like, right now I'm switching off. I'm rewarding myself from pushing for whatever event that was. Whereas actually I need like movement every day. I'm like a dog. <laughs> I need to go out. <laughs> you need out. to be walked. Yeah, I need to go out for a walk or something. So I've got a holiday coming up um, in, it'll be in Italy, it'll be in the mountains. And actually I'm already thinking because I'm not necessarily training for anything specific. I'm like, okay, well, I know for those two weeks, it's going to be quite hard to fit a run in if I'm up yeah. in the mountains staying in a hut. But actually I would have walked for 15K that day. So in my yeah. mind, I'm like, okay, it's fine. I don't need to run, but I need some, I feel like it depends what holiday you're going for. Uh, I've got another ta tangential thing to think about when you're running on holiday as well. Like uh, I, we have at the running channel, have the luxury of testing lots of different running shoes for very different purposes. So whether that's running fast or, or running long and slow or slower for your sort of steady, easy runs. Um, and the, I quite like the idea of, of on holiday just being like, well, I'm, what's my one pair of shoes that I'm going to take away with me? Particularly mm. because I because nice. I don't want to, to have the, I, I probably could, we've got a big van, Has Rick likes to talk about the bus to drive down to France in. Um, we, I could probably could <laughs> take really loads, is, loads really of shoes with me. It's got two sets of rear wheels. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also Double just axle. imagining no, it, it like a roof rack with just like 10 running shoes tied <laughs> <laughs> to the side. I, like what you, I know what you mean though, just taking, you've got to take one pair away with you and you yeah. can't take you know oh this is my easy run pair this yeah. is my long run pair and, and i know that we are that's that's a luxury but it's yeah. but it's also when we're reviewing shoes actually it's something that we'll try and i will try and take into account when i, I come across a particular pair of shoes i'll be like actually this is a great throw in your bag for a long weekend 
pair of shoes because you mm. could do your Sunday long run, but you could also do some intervals. Maybe not absolute max, but like they feel responsive enough to do that. So anyway, mm. just a little thought. I've got a pair that now, because I'm just um, paranoid of, you know, anything panging or going wrong, I just wear the same. Yes, um, play it safe. Play it, the same, <laughs> the same shoes for every race. Every, really? Yeah, every, every 5K. Always wear the same ones. I, I won't wear them. So do we know, like, we, we might be total outliers. Do we know any stats about holidays and how many people? So I had a very quick Google mm. and I didn't find a lot. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so I thought I was doing a really smooth throw to Sarah for some excellent stats. No, but as ever, you're poorly researched. Yeah. So there we go. <laughs> no, I did quite a comprehensive Google and I was like, how I started off with how many people run on holiday? I got nothing. Yeah. I got uh, one. We should have asked ChatGPT, could have just made it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I, okay, let's have a guess then. Okay. How many, what percentage of runners do you think run on holiday? A runner being. Anyone who runs. Yeah, I think I think it's most. I think I think most people would try and go for like one run on a holiday. I completely disagree with Andy. Really? I I don't. I think people go into holiday mode. Um, I reckon it's well below fifty percent. I'm going to go for a third of runners. Thirty three percent run on holiday. Okay. Is this going to be one of those frustrating things when you listen to like a six part? true crime podcast and then they don't solve it at the end <laughs> do, do we have an answer yeah. well, it's like we've got we've got no answer here we're just guessing oh, but okay. actually listening to this have another guess as well i'm gonna right so obviously going on holiday itself is a luxury mm. so i'm thinking of this in the sense of if you're if you're even just taking some days off work having a staycation staying at home mm the likelihood is that at some point in the year you might be in a training plan. How many people tra sign up to like London Marathon and then go, oh my gosh, I've booked a holiday in February, March. I'm going to have to run on my holiday. Uh, maybe, but also for me, it's it's like maybe, uh, like I said, it's just my personal experience. But when I get there, you kind of arrive somewhere, whether it's a resort or a town in the middle of nowhere. Then I'm like, right, I can explore. Like you said, you see immediately mm. going for a five or 10K jog like you you see so much and then you'd be like oh we can go and visit that later on or oh that's a really cool like little local playground to take the kids to later on or oh my gosh I had that once so the one when I finished my second year of uni me and a friend were like we've handed everything in let's go on holiday and I had never ever been because my parents just hated the idea of it on like a, an all-inclusive package holiday and me and my friend found mm. the worst ever version of like all the drinks were fluorescent the all-inclusive food was like a ham toasty and unlimited hot dogs it, it was so Sounds bad all right it was pretty good as a, as a uni student, <laughs> yeah. but basically it was it was there, and then you just basically walked out, and you were at the beach, and we were there for four days, and every single day I went out for a run because I just mm. started and I loved it, and I was trying to find, I was running up and down the beach, and then I found this castle, and then the, well I got back and was like we have to go here, yeah. and then we walked up to this castle, and it was amazing. Yeah, see, so, so you, you do, do the you research find... for your friends, so they should be grateful for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. You, you got your filthy all inclusive. <laughs> Found a castle. Win-win. Yeah. Yeah, so, so good. I, maybe, I do feel quite disappointed here that we've not actually got an answer to our speculation. Well, well okay. Put a, we'll what, put a poll out or email yeah. into podcast at therunningchannel.com with a yes or no as to whether you would run on holiday. Yeah. And with that, I think it's time to remind you that you're listening to The Running Channel Podcast. And up next, we have got your questions. But before that, Sarah and I are each going to talk about a news story that we think is interesting this week. Don't forget, this episode is sponsored by Under Armour and their Infinite Elite Shoes. Now, at The Running Channel, we bang on all the time about how if you want to run fast, 
you need to run slow. I'm talking about the 80-20 rule. Yes, you need to do the vast majority of your training at an easier or steadier pace. And you need an everyday pair of running shoes that you trust to do that. And the Infinite Elite has brand new cushioning technology in the form of Under Armour's Hover Plus. So that's designed to support you for the whole of even your longest runs with extra cushioning and energy return. So that's what this is all about. Yeah, and if you want to check out the Under Armour Infinite Elite, head to the link in the show notes. So it's almost question time, but first we each pick a news story. Andy, what have you got? So I saw something on BBC News this week, which is something that I think is really interesting and potentially we should do more about on the running channel. So I'd love to know what people think. It was on the BBC and it was titled Pregnancy, Running and Exercise Guidance Called For by Mums was the title of the news article. So basically there were experts saying that there's a lack of really good advice for women on how to run safely while pregnant mm. um, with two thirds not getting good guidance on how and when to exercise and also reports of stigma um, even from health professionals about whether people should even run during pregnancy. Um, and then there's a um, university study which is being proposed to kind of find out more about it. But Rick, actually, in the early days of the running channel, when Chantal was pregnant yeah. with your first, yeah. we actually did dive into this in quite a lot of detail with the incredible Professor Greg White, who is one of the kind of um, world experts, I suppose, on this. And then we did a, a lengthy video whilst Chantal was pregnant, right? And she ran right the way through. Yeah, she ran till eight months with yeah. uh, our first, with Elizabeth. Uh, Greg is, he, he's kind of done quite a bit of research into this area. Yeah, and he's written uh, a book. He's written Bump, a book Bump on it. it up. Yeah. So, so it's not in any way endorsing this podcast, yeah. but it is a great book. I think this, but I think more research on it is really important. I mean, she felt great um, running all the way through pregnancy and the first, did it a bit on the second, bit more restrictive because of COVID actually on the second. But um, it was intriguing because the midwives, when we got to the hospital with the first, you know, that we were talking about, you know, the birth plan and, and things. And the midwives were really surprised that Chantal had run up until eight months, as in they didn't really know if that was a good thing yeah. or a bad, but kind of it put, you know, the willies up off us a little bit because they were kind of, oh, a little bit, you know, I'm not sure if that is something you should have yeah, been doing. Yeah, that's scary as a, yeah, as a new yeah. parent, right? Or yeah. a parent to be. But, but we knew that, you know, we'd spoken to Greg and we, we'd read research that, that it was we think it, all the research had told us that it was absolutely fine. But I think the idea of more, bigger studies on this would be really useful. Into yeah. just exercise in general, because it yeah. is like a huge, I definitely, if so, if you'd asked me at the start of this, like, what should you do if you're pregnant? I probably would have been like, um, you could do a little bit of cycling. And then, but mm. I've seen people as well, like on social media who are doing, who were in the gym at like seven, eight months mm. pregnant, being advised by like coaches and trainers to do it. And I'm like that if we need more research because I look at that and go like, is that okay? But it probably is okay because they're yeah. getting- It's more the risk though with that. I think like with cycling, it got to a point with us when probably past, you know, three or four months, we were just thinking, well, there's just a risk of being knocked off. So that's- yes. the On cycling. a static so, bike, so, sorry. So, yeah, on I a static, whereas, yeah. whereas running, there's less of a risk of, of you know falling over not mm. being able to control your fall yeah so i mean we're not giving the advice now There's, there is a brilliant video yeah. on the running channel about this from a few years ago which like i would encourage people to to seek out we can perhaps can pop that in the the show notes for today um but the the my broad memory was that a lot of it was based on how much exercise you did already so yeah. starting running during pregnancy Bad if you've move. never run before yeah that then 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 changes to your yeah. amount of exercise intensities that's what you shouldn't do and then there were, there's various bits of advice and guidelines around heart rate levels and so not you know necessarily pushing it too hard but there are lots of stories about 
elites. I remember Sonia O'Sullivan, Paula Radcliffe, you know, Jess Ennis, um, people who famously came back to really high levels of competition after after having children. Um, and they ran to various different degrees during pregnancy. But as you say, I think more research is definitely a good idea. Um, and as a, a man, like it doesn't directly impact me, but I cared very much about the well-being of my children, future children and my wife. And so I was, I was yeah. like, I guess all, you know, men listening as well, like I would like to have more knowledge about what's the best thing to do. And also then to not judge people either way during during pregnancy, I suppose. Yeah, and a bit of anecdotal evidence. Um, she ran more with, with Elizabeth than she did with Albie, and Elizabeth's much faster than Albie. So, uh, <laughs> that's scientific. <laughs> so Albie is only eight science. months old, but. Aww, <laughs> cut him a bit of slack. Cut him a bit of slack, yeah. <laughs> yeah, wait till sports day five years from now. <laughs> okay. Then we'll put him to the test. So, what have you got for us, Sarah? So, my news story is a bit of an internal running channel news. Nice. Do I know this? Because I've been away. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Actually, you may not have known this, because I don't okay. think we You know you can't before. fire Andy. <laughs> no, yeah, this was the last podcast with Andy. No, um, we've got a very exciting video coming out, which will be following Anna taking on 100k. Yes. Um, And she went She's out... She's not 100k? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Is and she, she okay? <laughs> well, last year she did 100 miles, so she oh, is... Oh, did she? Oh, so yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't think it's quite it's the easy. 13 Valleys Ultra, isn't it? How long did it take her though? Yeah. Six months? How what? What, the 100 miles? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. So last year she did running, running home, home for Christmas. For Christmas. Right? Like, oh, she yes. ran from London to rugby, but that yes. was on flat canals. So this year she's switching up the challenge. She's doing the, so it's called the 13 Valleys Ultra, but she's doing, that's the 100 mile one. And then there's a seven Valleys right. Ultra within the same weekend. So it's in the like UNESCO doing. heritage side of the Lake District. So yeah. it's sort of one of the most beautiful places in the UK. Yeah, yeah. And she um, went out on previous week and did a recce so it's going mm. to be a two-parter um you'll be able to see her taking on a recce of a section which she's going to be doing in the dark yeah which sounds terrifying yeah, in itself of like imagine being like okay well yeah i'm not gonna be able to see any of this the next time on I'm a mountain so yeah my, my, my mind immediately i know there's no wolves in the lake district but <laughs> but, I, but i immediately is that think, what you do no i'm more my scared mind goes of to like bears, just hearing a bears. howl in the, in the, in the oh, distance or to be fair if you've got if if you've uh, ever had a head torch on and then looked at a field of sheep that is yes yeah yeah to see the eyes oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah i more think though of like you won't be able to see the drops either side of you exactly because i had a similar thing we've just released a video where myself james jess and mo took on snowden 24 we ran yeah. up and down snowden for 24 hours stupid idea yep, very much <laughs> um, but the first time i went up it was a kind of complete whiteout you were in the clouds at the top yeah and i just ran up quite happily you know got to the top turned around ran back down second time i went up I was like, oh, wow, this top section is literally about two metres wide. And then there's a sheer drop. Didn't know that the last time. Oh, gosh. Quite that, glad I didn't. scary. Yeah. So is Anna's training going well? Yeah, going really well. She's yeah. really excited about it. Uh, we actually did a Q&A with her last week at um, one of our run clubs, which was amazing. But yeah, definitely go and watch that video when it comes out in a few weeks time and give her some support. Oh, I saw you is... all at the run club. I felt a bit left out, to be honest with you. <laughs> just Andy and me, weren't there? <laughs> you were like, yeah. yeah. Hey, you're always invited, Rick. Can yeah, we were. Just, <laughs> yeah, I just don't know where I was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I can have a guess at where you were. Just drinking white wine in the sun somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> On holiday, running. <laughs> <laughs> nice one okay well i think that covers news i quite like touching on some uh, some running channel news each week maybe we should mm. throw that in a bit more regularly yeah. let us know if you'd like to have a little bit of a tease of what's coming up on podcast at the running channel.com which is exactly where you should send in your questions as well because that's what's coming next 
So Rick's going to read out the questions and Sarah's so excited right now and she's asked him to read these without reading them first. So he's going to, this is the first time he's read these out. This is mistakes and all because if once you know what this first question is about, there's no going back. I normally read through them first so I don't <laughs> screw them up, but I still sometimes screw them yes, up. Yes, you do. Let's go. Let's go. Kevin from Sydney emailed to ask, how do you deal with wind when running? I do remember Sarah on her marathon video saying she had a 50-50 chance of a shot. (laughs) (laughs) But what's the etiquette? I tried to hold it in during a race and when no one is around, expel. But sometimes this tactic backfires. Excuse the pun, close brackets. Do I say sorry to those behind? Or does everybody just forget? I usually wear earphones so I can never hear anyone else. <laughs> I, d- I thought this was going another way when it says, how do you deal with wind when running? That's what I thought. I, I, I thought, I, I, was like I thought this was wind as in, I mean, as in hor- horrible. I thought, yeah, you know, no, I was about to be like, well, I went out on a condition. windy run this weekend, but no, no, it's the other end. So just to clarify, a shot would be uh, yes. where you think yes. you're going to do a fart and then poo yourself. <laughs> So eloquently. Is that good. correct? That is correct, yes. Yeah. So there we go. Um, so, what is the etiquette? Um, I d- I Hang don't... on. What, what, you're going to answer this question. <laughs> you don't yeah. think we should answer? Brick, this is useful advice. Oh Look, my gosh. We're coming into autumn marathon season. There are going to be lots of people out there who are going to have to expel wind during a so marathon. I think come back to me in a few months because I've never really had stomach issues on runs and yeah i guarantee you but even, this will happen to me even, during the yeah, longest stuff even right? if you so, run a 245 marathon well, that's not gonna happen you will fart at least once <laughs> during I it i i can't remember ever having to like pass wind on a run <laughs> neither can i sorry we're, we're working on um i'm trying oh. not to use the word fart very much at home at the moment because uh <laughs> sam who's six does like to uh trump just say trump yeah that's what we say that's, yeah. that's what we say but then sam thinks it's funny because he's learned that it's a little bit ruder to say fart. And then Miles, who's two, has just started running around going, fart, 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 <laughs> um, which is excellent. All right, so passing wind. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Rick, have you to... ever had to pass wind? On I, feel really doesn't want to I feel this. quite uncomfortable about all of this. Yeah. Yeah, you'd feel uncomfortable if you needed to pass wind as well on the run. So what would you do? I don't think it's happened to me, but I imagine I would <laughs> Look at him. He's like, I'm a professional broadcaster. Don't try answer this question. And <laughs> be quiet and move to the side. And try and get some distance between me and the next person. I, I think, think that's Kevin's made a very good point here, though, in that if, you, if you're running along in a long race and you have a quick turn behind you and you see everyone's got headphones on, let rip. Oh, so you're, you're of the oh opinion that like, if, you, if, if a tree falls in the woods and you can't hear it, there's no one here to oh hear it. It doesn't, have, doesn't happen. Hey, look, just run fast enough that the air will dissipate and no one will know it's this you. This is just bringing the nightmares of Tokyo <laughs> back a, all over again. On a serious note, though... Uh, this has happened to me a lot and don't try to run through it. Like obviously be respectful to those behind you. Maybe go yeah. to the side, maybe do it on a corner. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're going to move on. But I think a, a point to note would be that you can train your gut in the same way as that you train your legs and cardiovascular system. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're experimenting with a certain type of sports nutrition, which may or may not give you more or less stomach issues, then you can practice with that in training and train your gut to tolerate the amount of uh, glucose, car- carbohydrate that you're going to take in every every hour or whatever. And then that's likely to mean that you don't have to worry about this quite so much. Yeah. That's so also, such a professional answer from That Andy. is a professional answer. Also time of day. Like if you're usually a end of the day runner. I thought you'd you- say if you, if there's a particular day, <laughs> figure a time of the day when you fart more. 
Like if you um, sit, yeah, like, if you sit next to Sarah in the office at 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> then, then that's... Uh, no, office, never okay. okay. <laughs> Leave the room. Um, right. But no, if, you're, if you've got an early morning marathon... You do get you, up a lot in the office. And you <laughs> usually <laughs> run. Oh, just, just be careful. Well, I'm really pleased to say we're getting back to the normal questions now <laughs> with Eleanor from Newcastle, who's emailed in to ask, does Andy wonder if he's got a hidden talent for marathon running as opposed to middle distance, which will be uncovered when he gets into his training? And could Paris 2024 <laughs> qualification be on the cards? <laughs> Open brackets. We've all got a dream big right close brackets question mark i love you eleanor uh, but the simple answer here is no i well, don't think i have a hidden talent well, for marathon running philly 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 Bowden last week told us that um the qualification details for getting into paris yeah, are yeah, actually really difficult. rather weird it's a bit best part so maybe you have got a chance oh no but she was saying it was hard right because of the, the way that invites <laughs> yeah, but, it's, but it's not necessarily the, the the quickest runners who get in it's based on other weird stuff yeah well i've been from memory, the men's qualifying time, I think, for Paris is somewhere around 2.10. It might even be quicker than that. You might do that. You might um, do that. You might do that. <laughs> so that is pretty fast. Hey, I'll, Andy, I'll, dream big. Yeah, I, I I, think I do dream big. And my goalposts are very annoyingly constantly being moved for this flipping marathon. Um, because, yeah, I've said it a few times, but it started, I just run a marathon. like, And I'll do it on my own time, not telling anyone about it. It'll be a trail marathon. The time won't matter. And then all of a mm. sudden I'm running Valencia and trying to run under three hours. And then... Andy Hobdell's telling me it's got to be under 250. And then the other day he's like, what, what about 245? And then now someone's saying, what about 210? Yeah, why not? Great. There you go. There's your answer, Eleanor. <laughs> oh, no. Why not? No, I, I just don't think the long stuff suits me as well. But we will find out and stay tuned on the running channel because we'll be documenting it. I feel, I feel like there's a lot of open questions here mm. that we don't really know the answer to. Yeah. And you'll have the support of Sarah and me, won't mm. we? Are we going? You mean to mean the same support that I got last week when I went away? Uh, on the on the podcast where yeah, you both so, decided hey, that the podcast no, look, was better I without you. Well, I totally I mean, We're going to come to Valencia. We're going to come and support you. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. That's what you meant. So you're you mean support through the training. You meant yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, no, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> excellent. In very exciting news, though, you don't know this because it got confirmed whilst you're away. Huh? I have secured you a pacer for Valencia. Oh, stop it. Is it Rick? What, a human? Yeah, no, yeah, a human. So fans of the running channel who've been watching for a very long time, you might remember that when I ran Berlin, I had, I was paced by our very own Freddie Shires, videographer. (gasps) He is sadly no longer a videographer with us, but is coming back to pace you. Yeah, he, he did Valencia. get his dream job, to be fair, with yeah. the Champions League and he's football He's rapid. Stuff, so. He's such a good runner as well. He's so good. He just, oh, the, the, I'm both excited, but also a little bit annoyed about that because he'll, he's just so smug about how much better he is at longer running than me. Oh, yeah, he could just bash out. And, yeah, he's just going to casually just, run with a camera You just tell him the day before what yeah. time you want and he'll get you there. Yeah, okay. Freddie, thank you very much. I love you too. <laughs> well, what a lovely end. You've been listening to the Running Channel podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed last week's episode more, then do leave us a review and we'll replace Andy no problem. And we will see you next time. Amazing. Thanks, Sarah. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Under Armour and their Infinite Elite Everyday Running Shoe, which has a focus on both comfort and endurance. So an ultra springy, responsive feel that protects your legs and keeps them feeling fresh, which is what Jess has been putting to the test as she's been training for over the last 12 weeks for taking on her ultimate ever 10K. And she's been focused on consistency. So being able to show up with those fresh legs every day and every week in order to put in the work and the recovery that she needs to do to run her best. If you want to check out the Under Armour Infinite Elite, head to the link in the show notes.